Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Humans of James River. I am your host, Ava McHugh. First of all, I'd like to thank all of you who have tuned in to listen to the first few episodes of the Humans of James River. I hope you've all enjoyed listening just as much as I've enjoyed creating. Looking forward to the future of the Humans of James River, I'm hoping to have 20 episodes on the podcast as a whole. And in the future, I'm hoping to have some big figures from the James River High School community as guests on this podcast. Thank you to Laser Accuracy for making this project possible. And as a reminder, the podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and directly through the website www.humansofjamesriver.com. Please give me feedback or contact me if you have any questions or concerns. I'm still looking for people to share their stories, so please reach out to me if you feel like you would like to share your story. It's never too late. Today you'll be hearing from a 17-year-old girl. Okay, so I guess it all started when I was younger, um, when I was probably about in elementary school or something. Um, when I when I was growing up, we always had a nanny because my mom was out of town for like months on at a time. Like she would come home like for a weekend to get like new clothes and everything and then be gone. So I always had like a nanny like drive me to school and like pick me up because my dad had work as well. But um, it would get to the times where, like, I would come home, my dad would be home, and he would have to deal with, like, me and my younger sister, who was just, it was tough for him, which I understood at the time. But then, as time went on, and I started to, like, realize more, it was just, like, a little stressful and, like, upsetting to me. Because when, when I was younger, like, my parents, like, tucked me in, like, gave me a goodnight kiss, and, like, said goodnight to me. And there would be times where it was, like, I would be ready for bed, and I would come downstairs because my dad would be downstairs. And I'd be like, can you come, like, give me a goodnight kiss? Like, tuck me in. And he'd be like, okay, I'll be up there in a minute. And then it would be like five minutes would go by. And then I would walk back downstairs and be like, can you come give me a goodnight kiss? And he would get mad. And he's like, just go to bed. Like, go to bed. And I was like, when I was little, I was like, I need a good goodnight kiss to go to bed. Like, I can't go to sleep without it. And I would just, like, sit in the kitchen. And I will just, like, sit there and cry. So it's like, I want my mom. Like, I want to get a goodnight kiss. And, like, my dog would just, like, sit there and, like, be like, oh, like, let me just like chill with you and everything and then um as time went on like I started to notice my dad was like angry all the time and I didn't understand why like I would ask my mom I was like mommy like why is dad mad like why is he like getting angry and she'd be like he's just really stressed with work like a lot of stuff's going on right now and um it got into like time passed like it got to like middle school and um, it was when I started playing travel across, and um, my dad and I, he would get in, we would get in fights a lot. Um, my mom would never be home still, and so like she would never like see what was going on, and so we would always argue and everything. And he would be like, "Give me your phone! Like I'm taking your phone away. Um, you're not playing travel anymore." And I was like, so "That really upset me because like I want to play like in college, and like I needed to like play like travel," and so we would always argue and he would be upstairs and be upset and my sister would be like, what's wrong, dad? Like, what's wrong? And then my sister would come downstairs and be like, you need to apologize to dad. Like, you messed up. Like, he's your father. You should love him. And I was just like upset. I was like, I don't know. I didn't do anything. Um, And then time went on and like my mom and my dad started arguing and I started noticing things. And he would, this was one of the first times he left for about three days and my mom took my phone away from me 
and I was like started crying because I was like I didn't do anything like why are you taking my phone away like dad left like I didn't do anything and then in the morning I found out it's because he would try to call me like she said your dad's gonna call you and I don't want you to deal with it and he did and then when he came back he was like getting mad at me he's like why don't you pick up your phone like you should have picked up your phone you should have answered me I was like I didn't I didn't know what to do um and then it's like kept going on he kept leaving and everything and then it got to the point where I was like my sister was like why is dad leaving like she would start crying and I'm just like I don't know why he's leaving but like he's upset like it's not my fault it's not your fault like don't worry about it him and mom just got in a fight and she would always ask like it's like mom and dad gonna get a divorce and I'm just like I don't know I was like I don't know the answer to that and um then it kept not it was getting bad to the point where he would because I had a nanny that drive me to school and like picked me up every day because like my parents weren't home and my dad was gone and my mom was always gone and he would like text her and be like I have a meeting at four to six every like every day like during the week and then he'll be like I'll just be home at six like I'll see you then like can you make the kids dinner or something and then like we wouldn't hear for him and he would get home around 9 30 and he would just like stumble and be like okay I'm going to bed and then he would go to bed and then he'll like I'll be doing my homework or something and he would come downstairs and like pick a fight with me and we would just argue and I'm like I was just like I don't know why you're arguing with me like I'm just sitting here and like I was the type of person where it's like if you yell at me I'm gonna like yell at you back and so we were arguing and he was like I'm gonna take away like the cross like you're not doing this and you're not doing this and it would just keep going on and on and on um it got to about eighth grade is when I started to like feel like not okay about myself there would be times where I'd be sitting in class and I'll just be like what if I just like got up and left like what if I just like walked home like would it actually even matter or there was this one time where I I was not like I regretted thinking about this um the officer of our school came in to talk to our classroom one day and he was like talking about gun safety and like violence and like how to be careful and I was just sitting there and I was like thinking I was like what if I grabbed his gun and shot myself right now I was like would anybody actually care like would my parents actually care would my dad actually care and like like I started like like why did I think that I was like I was regretting like thinking I was like people do care like I'm just not like a, am not like an object like people care and then getting into freshman year, I was still, like, not okay with everything, because my dad and I were still arguing, we didn't talk as much, and the only time we did talk was when we argued, he still kept leaving, like, on, like, a few days, um, I started to make myself throw up, um, I did it for about, like, two months, and I finally told my mom, I was like, mom, I'm, like, I'm not okay, like, I, I can't, like, stop doing it, and I was like, okay, like, I'll stop, and then, like time went on and I was like it was okay for a few weeks my mom was home from like work like she had like a break off and then it my then she left and my dad like got really mad at me and I went into my room and I took like a painting off my wall and I threw it and then it was just it was not okay like it was I was upset because then he like came into my room and was like acting like everything was fine like nothing happened like we didn't get into an argument and I was just like upset I was like I don't want to talk to you like I'm sitting here crying and you're acting like nothing happened and you're like why are you crying I was just I didn't want to talk to him um then over the summer I think it was going into sophomore year I did something that I wasn't supposed to do and I knew I did it I like snuck out and I hung out with these people that I met like a week ago down at the river and 
my like dad found out about it and he like confronted me and I got like really upset and I was like I'm sorry like I didn't mean to and like the whole ride home I was crying and he was just like like shut up like you have no right to cry like you messed up I was like I know I messed up but like I'm like I'm sorry about it it's like I didn't mean to and I got home because I was about to go to a friend's house and I was taking a shower and when I was in the shower I was just still I was still crying like I was upset because like he didn't like listen to my story like he didn't listen to like what I had to say like he didn't listen to my apology and I made myself throw up again and it was like and um I was just like upset and I called my mom and I was like hey mom like I just made myself throw up again like I need help like can you like get me to a doctor or something and she was just yelling at me through the phone like no like you don't have time like you're busy with sports all the time you're busy with school I can never even get you a normal doctor's appointment like you have to figure your life your life out and your schedule out before I can get you to do this so, like I hung up and then I got out of the shower and I was just crying like I had my first panic attack and I didn't know what was going on because I was like I couldn't breathe and I just was like I need my mom like I need my mom where's my mom my sister came out of her room you shut up like mom's not here you know that like she's not here my dad came upstairs because he heard me like because I was like freaking out like I could not like stand still I was still like in my towels and I like couldn't figure out what I was doing and it just stopped just like stop like go to leave tell her to come get you like I'm not taking you like just leave and so I got to her house and then I like told her about everything I got to her house and then like I just talked to her like at my friend's house and everything and then I came home and I think it was a few weeks later my dad and I got into a really big fight it was one of the worst ones we've had like I never cried when we got into a fight, but I started to cry because he was cussing me out and saying I was an awful person that I didn't really, like, he was upset to, like, have me as a child and everything, and that, like, I was a screw-up and I didn't do anything right, and then, like, my mom, like, walked in from a trip that she was at, and she was just standing there listening to him, like, yell at me and everything, and finally she was like, okay, like, or, he was like, okay, like, your dad told you what you needed to do, like, why don't you ask him a few questions? And it was so hard for me to say, I, I said, I need you to stop smoking. Like, I need you to stop smoking. I need you to stop coming home drunk and being a drunk all the time. I need you to stop coming downstairs at like 10 o'clock and eating all the food in the house because I need lunch. Like, I need food to go to school. Mom's not home to like get me food. Like, I need it. And then he was like, okay, like, I understand. Like, I understand where you're coming from and everything. And then I went upstairs and like, I took a shower and, and then I heard like a car start and I looked outside the window and my dad was leaving and that time he left for about two and a half weeks two weeks and I thought it was all my fault I came downstairs and I was talking to my mom and I was like I didn't do anything like why is he leaving like he he just asked me a question and I told him an answer and like I feel bad for like calling him out on what he did she was like it's not your fault like it's okay like it's not your fault but like it felt like my fault. Like, he left because I told him something. It was my fault. But when he came back, we just didn't talk. He, like, walked in the house. I didn't say a word to him. He didn't say a word to me. We still argued all the time. Like, if he, like, if I said I'm going to a friend's house, he would be like, no, you're not. And I was like, yes, I am. I'm just leaving. Like, I could not be home anymore. And then, um, sophomore, going into, um, junior year um when I was a sophomore um like right before summer he 
got into a really bad car accident. He didn't hurt himself or anybody else, but his car was totaled. And so I didn't think my dad was going to be home that night or like come home in the morning or anything. But when I woke up, he was home and my mom was downstairs because my parents, they didn't sleep in the same room anymore. Like my mom just couldn't do it. And they didn't get it. She always asked me, she's like, Olivia, like, what if we got a divorce? And I was like, I'm okay with that. Like, I don't care what happens to him anymore. Like, I just don't. Like, one time he got bit by a snake, like a copperhead. And, like, those, like, can kill you. It's just, like, we were worried about it. But, like, he came in and he was like, Elizabeth, like, I got bit by a snake. Like, I need to, I need to leave. Like, we go to go hospital. And my sister was, like, freaking out. She started crying, like, worried, like, oh, my gosh, like, he's like, going to die and everything. And then I was just sitting there and I was just like, okay. I was like, okay, like, what? And my sister was mad at me. My mom was mad at me. They're like, he's your dad. Like, you need to, like, care. And I was like, I don't. Like, he was outside smoking. Like, if he wasn't smoking, then, like, that wouldn't have happened. Like, I don't care. So, like, when he got in a car accident, I was just like, oh, like, did anybody else get hurt? That was my first question. I was like, did anybody else get hurt? And she was like, no one got hurt. Your dad didn't get hurt. He just ran off the road and ran into a tree. And then about... In that week time after that happened, I didn't see him come. Like, he didn't leave the bed. Like, I think by that time he knew he messed up and he, like, knew he needed help. And so um, my mom was talking to me and saying that he had to go, like, to court and everything to talk about the charges. And he had to go to rehab for about three months. So before he left, he came into my room because I still didn't talk to him like I didn't want to forgive him or anything because like my whole life got messed up because of what he did to me and I just like I didn't really care like I didn't care what happened to him and he um came into my room and he's like I'm leaving like goodbye like I I'm I he told me he's like I know I messed up and I'm trying to get better and that's what I'm gonna about to go do and like this is the first time I actually saw my dad like cry cry but like still I was like whatever like you're crying but like I cried too and so he left and that whole summer he was gone and it kind of was like a stress reliever like I didn't have anybody to argue with I didn't have anybody to fight with like in the, you could most of my friends when they were over and everything he would get mad at me and he would argue and it was just embarrassing to like have that happen so like having like those three months where it was just my like my life was good like I didn't have to worry about anything and there would be times where it's like, where I could go visit, and my mom was like, I'll go visit your father. And I was like, no, was like, I don't want to. My sister was mad because I didn't want to, because she did. And I was just like, I don't, I don't want to. Like, I don't have anything to like say to him. I don't want to see him. And she like one day asked me during the summer, she's like, do you ever think you're going to be able to forgive your father? And I just said, I don't know. Like, I don't even think I'm going to be able to, like, speak to him when he gets back. Like, I don't want to talk to him. I don't want to see him. And the day where he was coming back, um, I wasn't home because I didn't want to be home when he got back. And my mom was really upset about that, which just was like, okay, like, I understand. It's like, yeah, and everything. But um, he came back and he looked different. He lost a lot of weight, um, which was good because he just, he ate all the time and like, it was upsetting to me and everything. Uh, and he was just like, we just still didn't talk. Um, it was awkward when I was in the same room with him. I tried to avoid the room we were in and 
he would be gone every Tuesday and Sunday night because he had to go to like AA meetings and my mom had to drive him. And one time, um, my mom wasn't home. So my grandma is his mom had to drive him and she was with us after school. And she asked me, she was like asking me about my dad. And she's like, so how do you feel about your father and everything? And I was like, I I don't want to talk about it. It's like, I'm not like willing to like speak about it. And she just said, okay, but like, let me just ask you one question. She said, what if he had cancer? And I love my grandma to death. Like I would never talk bad about her or talk bad to her. But that one question, like I was, I was, it couldn't, I said, she's when she said like, what if he had cancer? And I just said, cancer, you don't choose to have cancer. You are you are born with cancer or you get cancer throughout your life. I said, he chose to be an alcoholic. He chose to mess his life up. He chose to pick up another drink. And she just looked at me like, it's a disease. Like alcoholism is a disease. And I was like, yeah, it's a disease, but it's a disease that you like choose to have. Like you choose to have it. And I didn't speak to my grandma because I told my mom about it. I didn't speak to her till this past Christmas when I saw her. Like we texted and like she wished me happy birthday and everything, but I never like talked to her because it was like one of those moments where it's just like that wasn't necessary and my mom got really mad because she knew that I still didn't like talk to my dad a lot and um as like time went on when he got back and everything I started talking like we didn't start talking talking until like November like of junior year like we still weren't that close um he had to go to um, because of what, like, when he got caught, he got caught, he was, like, I think it was almost, like, 3% over, like, the lim- the legal limit or something, and he had, was, like, caught with possession and everything, so, like, he had to go through a lot, he had to go to jail every weekend, um, and do a lot of community service for about six weeks, and I kind of think it, like, shaped him into a better person, because he came home, and he actually, like, he cared that he was getting better like he wanted to get better and he just was he was just like a lot more caring he was a lot more willing to like try um he still wasn't able to drive himself everywhere so my mom had to drive him or I had to drive him and when I had like the first time my mom wasn't home and he had to go to the bank I had to drive him to the bank and I was just I told my mom I was like I don't want to like can my aunt Sarah do it or like or can my aunt do it? Or can my uncle do it? Or can grandma come do it? And she was just like, like you have to like talk to your dad. Like, sorry. Hey, he was like, he's your dad. Like you have to at least like say hi to him for once. And so I drove him and we kind of talked and it got better. Um, he started, even my friends started noticing the ones that I've told about, like, told stories about, because he started, like, reading books about, like, how to recover from being an alcoholic. He started caring. He started trying. He started actually, like, putting an effort to, like, talk to me and care about my life and not, like, argue about it. We, um, he had a lot of free time because he didn't have a job for a while because they found out what happened. And so my mom was also stressed because she had, like, hold out the house and everything and so but he when he was home and everything he like was willing to like help me he, like 
play lacrosse and everything, he would be like, hey, you want to go out in the backyard and pass? And, like, I think that, like, playing lacrosse kind of got us back into it because when we were out there, we didn't just pass. Like, we talked. And it got a lot better. Like, now he coaches my indoor games. He comes. He's willing to, like, make jokes with me, like, play with me. I come home. He, like, asks me how my day was. And we don't argue anymore. He still goes to meetings. He's still trying. And I know it's tough for him and everything because my mom still drinks in the house. And usually you're not supposed to have, like, alcohol in the house when you have, like, an alcoholic or a previous alcoholic. But my dad said, no, it's okay because he's willing to, like, put up for it and everything. And back to, like, where my mom said, are you ever able to forgive him? I think I kind of have, but not fully because there's still times where we'd get into little arguments and in the back of my head I just want to bring up what happened and that like what he did to me because it's like it's not something I want to forget it's not one of those things where it's like oh it was in the past like it was something that you went through like you don't have to worry about it anymore but it's like it was my whole life I went through it from I was a little kid till now like I went through it and now it's over but it's still like in the back of my head like it still happens but I do think that as time like went on like we've gotten better but I do think there's still like times where it's like iffy and everything but I love my dad and I do care what happens to him now because he's a better person he cares he's willing to like put in the effort and it's just it's a lot better thank you for sharing that um I think when you have so much trauma in your life and there's so much that's happened to you and pain and you know all this stuff built up and it's it's come out for you in a bunch of different ways and you know you've had to you know throw up and you you know you've had to deal with it in these really really hard ways and I think a lot of that is about like you know you were talking about you kind of blamed yourself and when you when your parents are going through something or you know anything and you start blaming yourself that is a really really difficult place to be and I think a lot of people don't always think about the effects that you know um, a trauma with a parent can have on a kid and a lot of the people that are on this this podcast and a lot of the people that I meet are you know dealing with things that they have no control over and you you had absolutely no control over this and you know, you have done an amazing job working to get through it. Um, there are so many people out there that are similar to you and have a lot of, you know, the same situations that they're in. And just like you, a lot of kids and a lot of people blame themselves. Do you have any advice for somebody going through something similar to you? I just say that, like, it's not your fault. You you weren't the one to cause the situation. You're just stuck in the situation. And honestly, if you're going through something like that, it's just don't ever think it's your fault because when you think it's your fault, it just makes the whole situation worse. And just let yourself know, like, keep it as a reminder. It's, it's not your fault. It's not your fault. It's, this is not my fault. And don't ever feel pressured to, like, make it feel like, oh, it is. Like, if one thing happens, like it's it's not like you're okay you don't have to worry about it it's not it is your life but it doesn't have to be because it's not like what you did it's what you are a part of 
and you can always just like leave so it's just not your fault what would you say the best part of the relationship with your dad is now I guess now it's just like when stuff was going on it was having a conversation was hard like I wasn't able to speak to him he wasn't able to speak to me without us getting into a fight and I guess now it's like I'm able to come home and just talk to him he's able to come home and talk to me we're able to just like talk throughout the day like bond over sports or like just bond over like anything that's going on and so I think now that I'm able to like talk to him normally like a normal person would that's like really it's really good for me This has been occurring over a really, really long period of time. It started when you were in elementary school and now you're a junior in high school. How would you say that these situations and, you know, all of this stuff that you had to go through has shaped the person that you are today? I think it's kind of made me a stronger person. It's made me realize that there is bad things out there like bad stuff happens in your life like you go through tough times and like it's okay like it's okay to go through tough times because there's always like a brighter side there's always a side that you're able to go to like people always say the grass is always greener on the other side but sometimes it's not but you can make your own grass green you just have to be able to like fight through it and just be like I'm okay like it's going to be okay What made you decide that you wanted to do be a part of this podcast? When I first heard the first story and started like looking into like what your podcast was about, I was just like amazed. Like so many people were republishing and everything, and I was like, this actually like has an effect on like this is actually good. And I like was like, I want to be a part of this. Like I want to be able to like spread my story as well and like let others know that it's okay that you're going through stuff like it's okay to have a problem in your life and it's okay to share it with people because you're not the only one thank you for for choosing to be a part of this and you know when we were talking earlier and you're saying that you kind of told your story and you practiced to some people before you came here it made me really glad that you were able to you know have those people that are around you and are supporting you because you are so strong for everything that you've been through, but even sometimes when you're so strong, you need a few people around you to keep you strong, and I'm glad that you have those people, and more than anything, I'm glad that you decided that you wanted to share this story with me and listeners, and I know that you know it will have a big impact on someone, so thank you.